Good morning and early cowabunga dudes and dudettes, Rob here. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and give you a heads up that this episode uh, was originally recorded in August of this past year. And so a lot of the news segments are, are quite a bit old and outdated. And at the time, I had just started watching Rise of the TMNT cartoon and I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. Um, well, now I'm kind of glad to say that I, I do feel a lot better about the series. Not that I thought it was bad in the first place, but definitely more sold than I was before. Uh, we also talk about five years, celebrating five years of Turtle Flakes, the podcast. And if I could add anything to that, I would just say that I am so thankful that I've gotten to record with such great people and people that I call uh, very close friends. Josh Witt, Landon Long, and of course, uh, Thaddeus and Josh O'Rourke. I love you all like brothers. Um, as, as far as current stuff, we did receive some feedback from Chris, Baxter, and Corey about the previous two episodes. One about the, the very first Mirage TMNT comic. So you still have time to send us in some feedback. If you'll send us an email at turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com talking about maybe your first memories with the original issue, we'd be happy to share it on the next episode of Turtle Flakes. Also, the previous episode, we covered our favorite childhood toys and least favorite toys, if you have any. If you want to talk about your favorite toy, please let us know and send us an email. We'd be happy to share it. As of this past Wednesday, which would have been, let me check my calendar, the 16th, the Shredder in Hell IDW comic book by Mattia Santaluco is out. Go ahead and check it out and let us know what you think. We got it recently and I can't wait to read it. Our upcoming episode, we decided to maybe call an audible here we're still hoping to return to the 2003 fox box cartoon this saturday it is season one episode 12 entitled the unconvincing turtle titan which aired on may 3rd of 2003 but if we don't have time to cover that um, that's because we're talking about what we hope to see in the new teenage mutant ninja turtle movie for those of you who might not know they're rebooting the movie paramount pictures is and we just wanted to talk about it and speculate because uh, it's always fun to do that. And I guess that's it, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for five going on six years of just so much fun interacting with you all. Please keep the feedback coming, and we're going to share that on the next episode of Turtle Flakes. Um, thank you all so much. Turtle power, and God bless. Cowabunga, dudes, you do that, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes. I am your lowly co-host, Rob, and join with me, as always, is the main man, my partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, Mr. Josh O'Rourke. Yeah, I ain't lowly. You have to be lowly. <laughs> oh, take off. Lowly. You are. The lowest low of the low. Key. Oh, get low out key. of here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, guys, uh, it's it's so good to be back. It's been a little while since we've recorded. Um, I guess as you're hearing this, um, the Dan Berger interview will be out, and hopefully I'm reminding my future self here to post that interview on our Turtle Flakes website. So if you go to turtleflakes.com, uh, you can check out the interview there. Uh, and today we're actually covering the very first episode of Rise of the TMNT. This was um, all Josh's idea because I, I feel <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't mean that like, oh, this is your like idea. Like stir the pot. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. No, hey, no, there's no. a hornet's nest. Let's go kick yes, it. Yes, let's kick it. Yeah. Well, no, no. I uh, I feel so bad because I know literally nothing about this series. I, I know nothing. Um, I don't know who the voice actors are. Um, I just learned when it's going to actually premiere on television. And I really love how this out. is your show and you don't know it. Thing about anything that's going on with Ninja Turtle. You know, uh, that's. I think I should just give the show to you. You're just <laughs> you, like, you know what? I don't it. read. I'm read to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. In my defense, if, if uh-huh. I can make an excuse right now, work just started, and that's always the craziest time. Um, I have literally been so busy. And then, plus, babysitting. This episode is 20 minutes long. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> too busy, too busy. I don't have 20 minutes. Uh, but yeah, I feel bad, but I'm excited. I'm excited because I really all have no... hanging out with your kids and all that, being a good dad. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, gosh, gotta... Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. One thing you'll be proud of me for, I've been start... I'm starting to read my comics to Grayson. You know, Two Birds with One Stone there. So while he's in the <laughs> bathtub, I, uh, I break out one of the turtle comics. I try to quiz him on who the turtles are. You know, with the colors and everything, so it's a little teacher moment, and I'm actually acting out the scenes, so it's kind of fun. That's cool, yeah. I tried doing stuff like that, and the babies keep trying to take the books from me, so it's like, all right, well, we're just putting those away. Yeah, that's what Grayson does. He's in the bath, and he wants want to hold it, and it's a comic book, and I'm like, yeah, in the bath, uh, <laughs> yeah, in the bath. I'm like, uh, no, buddy, uh, uh, we'll we'll hold it later, and then we never do. <laughs> that's so funny. Kids are so inconvenient, man. I mean, like. <laughs> I'll be cooking dinner, and Isaac will be like, can I see? And so I'll pick him up and show him. Like, Whoa. And then he looks at me and says, Dad, don't put me in the oven. <laughs> I'm like, you better be good. <laughs> oh, good deal. Well, actually, there is one thing I want to address real quick, and it was actually a couple weeks ago, but I figured we could actually do it on air here. Um, happy fifth birthday to Turtle Flakes. Uh, we've been recording since the beginning of August of 2013. Uh, and that's really cool. It is flown by, and in some ways, it kind of feels like five years isn't that long of a time. But in other t- other ways, it, I mean, it, it it does. I mean, we're almost half a decade here of, of recording and talking turtles, and I still feel like we just got started uh, in in some ways. So yeah, I just wanted to say happy birthday to the show. I want to thank uh, you, Josh, for being an awesome co-host. The uh, what do I say? The the consi- the consistent one. Uh, on the show, <laughs> you know, was just, dude, you know what? I was just gonna make a joke about that, but then I thought in my head, I was like, "That's kind of a douchey thing to say. Let's not do that." <laughs> just... Josh... But when you really break it down, yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't want to hear it from you. You you yeah. show up, and I gotta edit. I mean, like I told you, I would edit. Well, I can't now because I well, I don't. <laughs> now I don't have the time. But you know, whatever. Uh huh. That's true. Yeah, Josh is uh, actually. Uh... Uh, fixing to start a new job on Tuesday, so congratulations, yeah. man. Well, technically Monday, but, like, I won't actually, like, start, like, doing, like, work. Like, Monday is going to be slow. 
where it's like I got to fill out paperwork and I got to show oh, up yeah. and I got to do all this stuff and like safety briefs and they would make <laughs> you watch those those safety videos that were like oh, made yeah. in like 1984 <laughs> you know, like cross you know, the line all like the weird like Mac and DOS like special effects that just everything looks like fireworks <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, I actually know what you're talking about. I yeah, remember uh, Vatica 2.0 font everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I uh, I got a real brief uh, stand um, working for McDonald's in college, and uh, the first two days were just nothing but videos. And it was funny because it would go from you know probably late 80s all the way up to I guess the early 2000s worth of like training videos. And yeah, I'm like okay, all right, and then finally got to work. But um, but yeah, man. Uh, so speaking of five years. Um, any particular memories you, you of the show or guests we've had that really stand out to you? Yeah, you know, I always, I always go back to like the the first, well, the second episode that we were on together, um, where we talked to Kevin Eastman, and oh, I yeah. couldn't get Skype to work, and I just <laughs> felt so embarrassed, and I apologized to Kevin Eastman, and I was like, you know, I'm so sorry, I feel like I made it. Out of myself in front of you, and then listening to that episode, I was like, "Why did I apologize for that?" Like the thing that the thing I had to remind myself about Kevin Eastman is like, yeah, he's like a, a hero to us, but like he's also just a dude, you know, who understands <laughs> that sometimes computers don't work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I was just like, I, and he never struck. I mean, like unless I hate him with a car, I don't think I would ever have to apologize to him for anything because he just seems like such a chill dude, you know. And like unless he's like a super talented actor who's like always just acting like he's chill and in reality he's Lex Luthor. And, <laughs> I do think yeah. he's a genius, but I don't think he's evil. <laughs> yeah, well you never know. But like but like yeah, I always go back to that and just like just like, you know, Turtle Flakes let me meet one of my heroes. And it's like oh, that that's, that's just cool. that's really cool. And then, you know, meeting Jim Lawson and then all the people that we've met in between with Michelle Ivory Ivy and BJ Han and yeah. um Oh God! What is this? Anthony? Anthony Hernandez. I was like, yeah, hey, on Facebook. I'm friends with all these people. How do I know that? Not their, not know their names. But yeah, that, that's what I that's that's what I remember is just like just meeting everybody. Like, and of course you and whoever thought I'd be friends with Josh Witt, but you know, I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. The sun shines on a dog. It's every now and then. Oh, so. geez, Josh! Jeez, <laughs> golly, it's starting to getting salty early here. Well, you know, I was I was the same way. I, I think some of my favorite moments, I love the cheesy things we do, like the skits. I, I love um, writing the stupid songs. I love the meeting, of course, Kevin Eastman was a highlight. Um, Pat Fraley really early on was, oh, I was so nervous. That was a highlight. Yeah, and that was your first interview with, with anyone, right? Yeah, and he immediately, when we called him, he immediately broke out Krang. And, I mean, like, he he answered the phone as Krang. <laughs> and I said... Yeah. That was he like who a, he was talking to. Yeah. Yes, I said that was the moment that I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now, because unless you've been through it, you can't explain how surreal it is that you were talking to the guy that you heard and watched on TV for years when you were a kid, and it's just it's it's a strange moment to kind of describe, but it, it is amazing, and and he kind of set the the foundation of just so many wonderful people uh, that that have come on our show. Yeah, I think of, um, I think the greatest thing about this show, aside from meeting friends and everything through it, and, and sharing our fandoms with each other, mm -hmm. is is how 
wonderful. Every creator, voice actor, uh, artist, writer, how so incredibly kind and down-to-earth these people are. I mean, I, I think, of course, I don't know other fandoms too well, but I know with this one, overall, it seems like one of the most laid-back and caring and compassionate um, fan bases and communities I've ever seen. You know, I, yeah. I And doing this show made me realize that. I've not had one bad experience whatsoever, so it's it's incredible. And I, you I know, think I kind of I think I kind of buffer those for you because I always get the people that just get angry at me. <laughs> well, Which, you know, you know, maybe it is kind of. I mean, I'm I understand it's probably my own doing because I'm pretty brazen. You know, sure, I mean, like, sure. well, that, that's not, part of your charm. I'm not like a mean person, but no. I'm certainly a very. I'm just. I try to have like a no BS layer about me, which and I think, I think some, some people probably like better than you know the the always kind approach and always yeah. what, what is it what, what's the word I'm looking for? filtered approach you know being all rob about everything yeah no <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I'm I'm actually kind of boring you're you're the entertainment of the show well no well, <laughs> well the funny thing is like the cool thing about you and I is like you are just you are just a nice person it's not true. You know, oh, shut up! <laughs> but like, you are just a nice person, and you do not let life get you down. Oh, and, it, as I mean, everybody gets, everybody gets their low moments, but you never let it ba- you never let it just continue to badger you. And like, if we were superheroes, you'd be Superman, and I'm Batman. Well, that is the greatest compliment ever, because Superman's which awesome. is too which is too cool of an analogy for you and I. But <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was thinking. I was like, "Oh man, you're like up. actually Superboy, who was like the celebrity, like the Superboy <laughs> from the '90s, who was kind of like pre-Kardashian, Kardashian." <laughs> and I'm kind of like you know Jason Todd Robin, who nobody liked and voted to die. Oh gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you never let stuff get you down, and it's just like you know, stuff will get me down, and eventually I'll just say, "You know what? Bring it. I don't even care." But like, but that that is, I really. If I could, just for a second, I really, you are a great example of how to be on this, on any podcast, really, wow, because like, man, I don't, when, oh. before I was even on the show, I was a fan of the show, and I really just loved you, and, and Josh Witt's kind of the same way I am, he's just, he's a little bit more, he's less brazen, he's more surgical, and like, he's much more analytical than I am, where like, if he insults you, you kind of think about it for a second, it's like, did he insult me? <laughs> But it was something so funny that you kind of you you kind of like it. Yep, yep. Whereas like he just called me a piece of crap, but he did it in such a way in that a I thought it was kind of cool to be a piece of crap, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, but that's I I really learned from your guys your guys's. I really learned from your example of how to be on this show and like because I would listen to like you mentioned Pat Fairley and Jim Lawson episode, and I tried to learn from that to interview Jim Lawson and Kevin Eastman and wow. Andrew and the other people and as to be like okay don't be a fanboy just be a person that understands that the person you're talking to is a human you know and just kind of that's hilarious because i felt like I, every interview i've ever done i feel like the fanboy you know? oh i know like we're just like looking up through our eyes and batting our eyelashes like, no yay yeah, whatever you say is amazing i'm not even yeah, listening you, <laughs> you're like a golden god yes <laughs> well you know I, i'm really i i don't even know how to take a compliment like that because it's so flattering, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, I think a lot of times, especially with podcasting. But other than that, you're horrible. Yeah, well, like sure. Now that makes terrible. more sense. <laughs> <laughs> you hope that you're not rambling too much. You hope that you're not saying uh or um too much. 
Um, oh, and there I go. Well, that was an example. That doesn't count. Right. That was just an example. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's you never know who's listening, and I'm just so thankful that even in spite of my little insecurities that, that you somehow found the show, we somehow became friends, and, and now you're a, you're a major part of the show. And, and Josh Witt and Landon Long. Landon was supposed to be the original co-host. Long story there. But uh, it, it's just so – and Thaddeus too. It's just so wonderful to have such a cool cast of characters on the show. And uh, the fact that it, it's still around in spite of all the crazy scheduling, and I blame myself, in spite of all the um, inconsistencies in the show, we're still hanging in there. And it is one day my goal – to to be far more consistent and i think in the last couple of years we've done a pretty good job at that except mm-hmm. for maybe the last six months <laughs> you know i feel like it's been it's been a particularly hard year this year i mean sure for, not just not just in terms of the podcast but like i mean nicole and i and you and your wife just stuff happens family sometimes. yeah you know, it's just family issues happen work issues happen just just the world does not stop turning for anybody no matter what and just sometimes it turns in a way that just it kind of affects you absolutely absolutely and sometimes you just have to you know take a break from certain things and it was just like like what i've been dealing with right now is just like i i'm i don't even know like my my fandom for turtles has come into question just because of a lot of stuff going on in the community and just like i don't know if i want to be associated with stuff from a bunch of because like i act like a buffer to you right (laughs) (laughs) it's a joke but i I do kind of act like that where it's like i see all like that the nasty negative side of everything and i'm trying to learn from that and disassociate myself with that and just understand that people are going to have opinions and you don't necessarily have to understand them you just have to kind of accept them yeah yeah and i'm always gonna love the ninja turtles i'm always Mm -hmm. gonna love being a part of this show and there are just certain things that i do and don't want to do with in terms of both right now Mm -hmm. and nothing nothing too bad i mean like i'm never going to not want to do this show i'm never going to not want to be a part of it and there are just certain things that are just we're we're i think the best part of this show is the fact that we're always going through growing pains (laughs) <laughs> because like that's that's not a negative thing in my mind because good or bad experiences sometimes bad experiences are the best teachers you know oh, and, sure. and it just you always hope to learn from uh both negative and positive things mm-hmm. you know and it's just it's always our show is all i think the appeal of our show is we're always in a state of flux because the turtles are always in a state of flux. There's always something new going on. I mean, there's very rarely a drought with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the five-year drought in between Next Mutation and 2003, or the four years. That never happens. Before or since, there's always been something Turtles going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I think I think for me, the, the biggest reason why I had um, some inconsistencies throughout the years, it's it's just... It's a it. This show is self-funded, that and and also, I edit the show, and it, it sometimes it takes a lot of time. And uh, right in during this five years, when I first started the show, I had no children, you know, and I had a lot more free time. And yeah. then we ended up moving from North Carolina to Tennessee. I was looking for a job, and I had to work at a Comcast for a year. I'm just gonna lay the 
just name the company. And, I, and basically, I never knew when I was getting home. And on my days off, all I wanted to do was vegetate, you know? So there'd be days where I just didn't feel up for recording, and it had nothing to do with, like, oh, I don't want to record. It was more like, I am so tired. I want to be, like, when I go, anytime I record for Turtle Flakes, I want to feel excited, you know? I don't want to be like, oh, let's let's just get another episode out of the way. No, I want to feel excited because that's the whole point. Why why would we do this if we're not passionate about it? Um, Yeah. So there'd be times where I was just flat out tired. And then, you know, there was the situation. My, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I got a new job. Uh, then I found out miracle. My, my wife was pregnant. We were told we could never have kids. Um, so, you know, I was blessed there. And then now we have a, a second child, you know, Lyra. And it's just, it's been a crazy five years. And I know... I, in a perfect world, I wish I could say we'll record every single Saturday because that's always my goal, but it's just not realistic with our lifestyle right now. Um, yeah. but, but I promise you listeners this, and, and I say listeners, but basically friends, you know, I promise you this. This show is a huge part, and I think, Josh, you feel the same exact way. It's a huge part of our identity. Like, yeah. I love this show. It's It's part of who I am. And this show... Lord willing, we'll never go anywhere. It's just sometimes we'll, maybe we'll have three episodes one month, maybe one episode the next. It's just one of those weird circumstances where yeah. I, can, I cannot tell you exactly <laughs> how often we can do it. But I can promise you that we're not going anywhere and that we absolutely love the show and love socializing with you guys. So so, so, uh, so please, please don't un- unsubscribe, okay? We're, we're not going anywhere, I promise. Hey, we didn't need you. Yeah. <laughs> You couldn't hang with us. I mean, if, if yeah, it was if all a test. Hang, if you if you <laughs> couldn't hang with us when we were at our at our bebop, you don't deserve us at our Leonardo. Oh, yeah. nice man. You know, I, wanna, I see what you I did. Care you, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. I can guarantee. I I think I don't edit, but I think I can guarantee we can do at least one episode a month. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And you usually know? we do. I don't think there's been one. Well, no, I take that back. I think there was one month that we there. Didn't do there was this two year. months where we we took an extended break for about two months. This sure. year sure. from between April and uh, June. Yeah, mm-hmm. June's two months later. Yeah, we we and we we took a break at the uh, mid-April and came back around mid-June. Uh, but yeah, so to to make a short story long, <laughs> I, I'm I'm honored to be to be part of the show. Thank you all so much for listening, and um, we're not going anywhere. I promise you that. And and uh, and I'm also honored to to co-host with every single one of you guys. So, Hoser, before we start the Rise of the TMNT, did you, did you get any turtle pickups in the last couple of days? Uh, no, see, um, no, the past, uh, this month in, uh, we started getting, doing, like, back-to-school stuff for the kids, so, like, buying supplies and buying uh, new clothes, and we got a couple of birthdays coming up, so I'm just kind of sitting on stuff for right now. I'm probably, I'm really not planning on doing anything Ninja Turtle buying related until after Christmas. Nice, so, nice. Um, really. So, like, outside of like, if we review a comic or something, I'm gonna buy the digital version of it or something like that. But really, haven't done anything. Um, trying to look around and see because it's been like the last time I, the last like Ninja Turtle figures I bought were back in July. But I did get some pickups. As a matter of fact, I went to the comic book store yesterday. Oh, and that's another thing. The, the comic book shop is called New Krypton Comics. It's in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, guys, cool. if you're in the Tennessee area, especially Knoxville area, oh my gosh, that shop is the coolest shop by far in all of Knoxville for me. 
um, because the guy's also an artist, and he posts a lot of his art up around the shop. He's got like a lot of quirky stuff around. It's a really cool little place. Never seen a place like it. But he had apparently thought he'd be going out of business. But at like the uh, the eleventh or twelfth hour, the last hour, another guy is. I know it's still just under a verbal contract right now, but another guy um, who was wanting to start a shop is partnering with him uh, to keep his shop running. So I am so tickled to death because I was devastated when I heard they were closing down. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I went there yesterday because I thought this might be the last time I get to go. And I cleared out my, my uh, folder, and I got Rise of the TMNT, Issue 0. I've got Universe, Issues 24 and 25. And by the way, RIP, TMNT Universe. I don't know why your series was canceled, but I loved it. And I wish it would come back already. According and, to uh, according to Andrew Modine, it was sales. Sale, really? Was it not selling? No. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, w- the the main the main issue is the main series is running, but yeah, uh, yeah. But the only thing I could think of is maybe the price because if you ever look, the universe ones are four ninety nine, where the regulars uh, the regular runs three ninety nine. I don't know why yeah, that is. Well, they're longer books. Yeah. Okay. Well, that maybe yeah, that's it. There are multiple stories. With usually at least two stories with multiple different artists and different writers. Yeah, right. It, it, that that is a. I mean, I can kind of understand it when you break it down that way. It is kind of a. It's kind of a costly book, and I think we're sure. I'm kind of surprised it lasted as long as it did. Once I started looking into it, but yeah, I, it still sucks because like now that means you won't get any more. You know, you find out like just just weird off the wall stories from whatever corner of the turtle verse you're going to look at. You know. Yeah, yeah, and also like, uh, it, it kind of reminds you of Tales of the TMNT a little bit, you yeah. know, like it took place of the micro series and things like that. And now you're not going to get that as much. So that's kind of the the back. Well, they're well, they're not done with the micro series yet because yeah, but uh, there's not as many of them, you know. Well, you know, they they can they only need to do a couple a year, you know. It, and to me, anyway, I mean, like right now, you've got Bebop and Rocksteady hit the road, which just came out. Yes. With the second issue of like I think a proposed five issue run. Yeah, actually, the third one just came out a couple days ago. Yeah, so I got one, two, and three right now, and the covers look fantastic. Yeah, and early next year we're gonna get um, Shredder and Hell, which that's yeah too, because like I never thought we'd get a Shredder micro series. Yeah. Um, and then you put him in hell. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. So I mean, like, and you know what? Now it opens the door for like. I mean, like, yeah, it kind of sucks. We're never gonna get like an A stock miniseries. Uh, we're never. It doesn't gonna, look it, like it. They're gonna have to do like the safe bet stuff, where like you're gonna do the whole team of Mutanimals or Bebop and Rocksteady or I don't know. But it's it's they they it was Team and T Universe was a was a gamble, and for a couple of years, it for two years anyway, it it really. I, I don't know how it ebbed and flowed up and down in sales, but like it worked until it didn't, you know, and that's, yeah. that shows you the precarious nature of just publishing, you know, publishing is not a simple, easy thing to do. I no, mean, I, certainly not. No, I, 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 trying to get something published, you know, I, I have a figuring out how to try to get something published. I have a huge respect for authors that I just didn't a couple of months ago. And like that's why I kind of with the book that I wrote, I just kind of said, okay, give me your email and I can give you the PDF and you can download it. 
you know, because it's like, I'm pretty sure I'm not getting this thing published. I so. never know, man. I wouldn't give up. But yeah, well, I'm really excited to read it, though. Yeah, not that I'm giving up, but it's just kind of like, eh, I don't know. It's just, you know, I, I kind of actually got, like, such a sense of accomplishment just by giving it to my friends. That's awesome. You know? Just that you got it done, you know? Yeah, I was like, you know, I did that, you know? Just, there it is. That's something to be proud of. And I'm still going to do, like, I'm still going to do, like, an, in, I, I'm I'm wanting to save up to do, like, an independent print run of, like, here's, like, 20 copies. I'm going to mail them to whoever. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. That I, I'm excited for you, man. I'm proud of you for getting it done. Where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. All right, so we are going to be talking about obviously uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was it made its premiere at uh, San Diego Comic Con in July. Um, and on the day it premiered at Comic-Con, Nickelodeon actually released the first episode on YouTube. And if you go to the, if you go to Nickelodeon.com and you, you subscribe to their website, you can watch episodes one through five. Uh, but we're just watching the first one and a little bit of, uh, background on rise of the TMNT is that this is a complete series reboot, uh, from Nickelodeon from a lot of the guys that worked on the 2012 series. And... So, you know, as we all know, uh, Rob Paulson is the voice director. What's really cool is Rob Paulson and the guy that played the brain <laughs> from Pinky and the Brain. Oh, yeah. Those two are the foot soldiers. In, oh, no way. Yeah. They're not in this episode, but they're in the series. So, Oh, cool. And, and he even described it as basically playing Pinky and the Brain. So, <laughs> um, so, anyway, we'll go over the cast real quickly. I don't know a lot of them. And I don't know a lot of what they've been in, so I'm just going to mention who they are. So, real quickly, according to IMDb, uh, we've got an actor named Josh Brenner playing Donatello, Brandon Michael Smith as Michelangelo, Omar Benson Miller as Raphael, and he was in uh, like the first Transformers movie. He was in Eight Mile. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, ben Schwartz as Leonardo, who was John Raphael in Parks and Rec. My God, that would be yeah. up. <laughs> he is hilarious in this show. And Cat Graham plays April O'Neil. And also John Cena plays the series main villain Baron Draxum. <laughs> and it's actually really cool. Every time my, my babies, Grayson and Isaac, whenever they see Baron Draxum, they go, John Cena! <laughs> da, 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 da. Da. Oh. But you can see him? <laughs> yeah, Isaac even does the whole little like hand over the face thing. Oh, <laughs> loves John Cena. So uh, yeah, but yeah, that's that's the voice. That's most of the voice cast. Uh, Eric Bauza plays Splinter. He played uh, Tiger Claw in the last series. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, and it's and his voice is he's he's pretty cool. Splinter's only in one scene in this episode. Uh, of course, this episode's only twenty two minutes, so you can't see everybody yet. Yeah, um, yeah. but a little bit of history on this um, at Comic Con they made it known that they the intention of this show is for little kids. They're not excluding and I think it's important to understand that they're not excluding everybody, but the intended audience is younger children between like 7 and 12 years old, which ironically they have to mention it, but like pretty much every series that's the intended audience, the target audience. But with this series, it is the nin- it's called Rise of the Ninja Turtles because it's the very, very, very beginning of them uh, becoming 
the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, and they even make a joke about what they should call themselves at some point in this episode. And it's it's really funny. All I, I will say this, that, you know, everybody's all miffed about Raphael being the leader and just like the team dynamics supposedly changing. It's my opinion. And I don't want this to color your opinion, but I'm just going to mention this up front. Nobody's character type has changed. You know, like Leonardo is still Leonardo, Donatello is still Donnie, and so on and so forth. And they actually mention the whole hierarchy within the team in this show, in this one episode. So it's it's something that is you should look out for and really pay attention to because it's it is just this is this is a funny show. I can't wait for you to see this. So. <laughs> Let me ask you something. I just as you were saying that a question popped in my head. Okay. If you could describe Leonardo without mentioning that he's the leader, like what is Leonardo's character? Well, the Le- okay, I won't comment on this Leonardo because this is not the Leonardo that we know. The Leonardo that we know is disciplined and somewhat arrogant. Mm-hmm. You know, while this one is arrogant, he's not disciplined yet. You know, right? Seemingly, he's not disciplined yet. You know, so I would say that Leonardo is outside of being a leader. He is an arrogant dude because and he would be because, hey, Splinter chose me, not any of you, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And there there always kind of was that uh, mentality to him where like Leonardo kind of knows he's the best turtle. He's he's most skilled. Really? That's so funny you bring that up. Yeah. He Leonardo is from a technical standpoint, the best ninja turtle. But, like, Raphael is the physically physically the strongest one. Donatello is the smartest one. And Michelangelo is just, like, the best person of the four of them. He's, like, got, got like, the best personality. Like, nothing ever gets him down. And when it does, he doesn't let him bother him. He figures out ways to deal with it. You know, every turtle is so different. But they all stem from this singular personality that they have. But you're just focusing on aspects of them. Hmm. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I... Because they're all heroes. See, the the, the yeah. core of their character is that they are all heroic. Right, yeah, right. But... The, I think the only one I'm uh, I disagree with is that you say he knows he's the best. Because there there would be times where I think he questions himself quite a bit. Oh yeah, uh, th- that's the best part of his character is like when he gets. Yeah, that's like, what I like about it. Yeah, him. when he and I mean you're not going to see it in the first episode, but like. In, like, maybe the second or third season, like, talking about... The 2003 series has the best example of it. And this is one of my favorite episodes, and it was an Usagi Yojimbo episode. And it was when he's... Usagi is sparring with Leonardo, and Leonardo was... Even Raphael is saying Leonardo is overtraining. He's gonna... He's exhausting himself. And it's because Leonardo got his... They all got their butt kicked uh, by the Turtles before... Or by by the Foot Clan before they went and hid in Northampton. It's him dealing with the fallout of that because all of a sudden he realizes that he's not invulnerable. He can be taken out. And right. he thinks he's been careless. He thinks he's weak. And he's had he and he realizes, dude, I was kind of an arrogant guy about it. You know? Mm-hmm. And Yeah. That and that is the best example that I've ever seen of Leonardo being kind of an arrogant dude. I mean he yeah. I mean he would yeah. And it keeps him in check and kind of teaches him humility, exactly. you know, I, which which I kind of like. Yeah, and it's he's I, the first one to realize that because, like, why does Donatello make so many inventions? It's because he's not confident in his fighting skills, you know? 
Oh, interesting. Why, interesting. why is Raphael so angry? Because he's afraid of losing everybody, and he doesn't like what that says about him. He doesn't like wow. having to depend on people, but he does depend on them. And Michelangelo is why is he so just aloof about everything? It's because he cares so much about everybody that that's how he deals with taking on everybody's stress without them knowing it. Because like Donatello gets hurt, Michelangelo blames himself for it. So he tries to cheer him up by just constantly cracking jokes. You know, that is so funny you bring that up, too, because I was actually thinking Michelangelo is basically Michael Scott from The Office. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because I have this theory that Michael Scott is actually a genius, because if you think about it, for those of you Office fans out there, if you think about it, he seems like a complete buffoon, a complete idiot, but that branch always is the most successful branch of all the paper companies for Dr. Methuen. Just to go on a tangent, there is a great fan theory explaining why Michael Scott is an idiot savant. Because yeah. Michael Scott is a moron, right? Everybody, He's a moron. Everyone thinks he is. But then, like you said, the branch is always the one that's leading in sales. Right. And every now and then he says something really, really smart. Right. Like there's teasers all throughout it. And that's that's kind of Michelangelo. And hey, they got the same name. Just saying. Exactly. But like, <laughs> what the theory goes is like there's a distinct difference between Michael Scott that we know and then when you see him in the last episode of Dwight's wedding. And he's really – kind of confident with himself and well-spoken he makes a joke about how his kids have grown up and married each other (laughs) because he is still michael scott he's probably just got weird humor but like there's a the theory goes is that when toby was uh putting the radon detectors in the office and michael scott was getting rid of all of them Mm -hmm. the uh, the theory is that michael scott actually had radon poisoning and a way that you know that you have a way a, a trigger of radon poisoning is the fact that you uh, have trouble communicating what you're thinking. You just kind of just babble nonsense sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and that explains Michael Scott. Like as soon and when you get rid of the radon, you clear up and it, it doesn't have a lingering debilitating effect. And so when you see Michael Scott at the end of the office and it's been like, what, two or three years since you've seen him. And all of a sudden, he's well-spoken, still kind of dopey, but he's well-spoken and smart and intelligent and all that. It's like uh-huh. that, that's how it, it explains like the two drastic changes <laughs> in him. Wow, what about that? That's yeah. funny. <laughs> and, it, and it's hilarious. And like, yeah, you know what? Maybe Michelangelo is just huffing sewer gas every now and then. You know, just I think Michelangelo. That's that's his way of um, leading in in a weird way, like mm-hmm. it, by making everyone feel. T- taking the tension out of the room, yeah, and and helping everyone think straight. That's yeah. so funny. That's that's cool. Yeah. Here we go, ready for Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You can find this episode completely free on YouTube. Um, so you want to give us the countdown? Sure, sure. This one's called Mystic Mayhem, the very, very first episode of the series. Uh, we're going to click play in five, four, three, two, one, and click. Oh, new intro song. Yeah. This is all hand-drawn animation, too. It's great. Yeah, you don't see that a whole lot anymore. No. <laughs> Okay, right away, the art style is very... Is it like this the whole time, yeah. this art style? Yeah. Ah, very different. Mm-hmm. Cool, 
it's kind of comic booky a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is yeah very similar to like Teen Titans Go and Steven Universe and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like the colors. Very colorful. It's bright. It's like pop art. You know? Yeah, yeah. This is like if you wanted to make an animated series about Funko Pops. This is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. You're going to love this. I think I you're going to love this. Cat, was a cat stealing something? Yeah, or? you'll see. Okay. Oh, it must be gold. Uh, there, they are, there they are. In the shadows. In shadow. On a rooftop. So I'm just going to say this real quick. Don Yellow submarine, nice. Donatello actually has a metal shell. It's because all the turtles are different uh, species of turtles, and he's a soft shell, so he made a metal shell to protect himself. Oh, wow. Right over that. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Right into a pool. Oh, there's April. Yep. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah. They had no idea that a crime was going on. No, they're just like, eh. Never seen the drive for this time. <laughs> no problems. Here you go. What? Yeah. Donatello's got a like motor jetpack. He's got a jetpack shell, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, oh. thing looks lost. Okay, right away, you immediately notice the comedy. Yeah. Which I can understand why some people be like, oh, I don't want this to be this this lighthearted comedy, but it it depends. Like you said, it depends on the audience and what they're trying to go for for the cartoon. And obviously, if they're appealing to kids, I completely understand going with the comedy well, like, first. And it's pretty daggone funny for an adult too. We'll get. I'll get into the comedy stuff because I got a bunch of examples I want to list off. <laughs> awesome. This is great. We are just typical normal humans who got lost in the middle of our normal everyday human lives. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Man, I love their design too, how distinct they are because all the turtles are different species of turtles and like Raphael is just a huge snapping turtle. Leonardo is a red yeah, striped turtle, Donatello is a soft striped turtle, and Michelangelo is a box turtle. So the interesting thing about that is Michelangelo being a box turtle, he's the only one that can actually go into his shell. So, oh wow! Because of those four species of turtles, they're the only ones that can go into their shells, and you'll you'll see that in the show here. Only thing is, will they come out of their shell? We're coming out of our shell. I'm not gonna respond. <laughs> All right. So what is going on here? They're mutating these guys. Oh. They're doing their Sailor Moon powers or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> but wait till you see the villain designs in this show. It's so just out there. Oh, cool. Well, they look awesome. So, <laughs> you got some jersey? Really, Leo? What? <laughs> 
You guys from Jersey? They got the classic weapons here. So I take it he doesn't have his regular bow staff. He, well, no, he's got, he makes, I mean, it's Donatello, he makes crazy weaponry. Yeah, and it so makes he's sense. he's got this titanium bow staff. I mean, you got this, yeah, you got this technical genius, and he's been, I don't know, using a bow staff for years. He's like, I'm not using a stick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else has got swords and stuff. Although he was the best in the original Turtles game. Yeah. This is so cool. Watch Leonardo here. You had to ruin Cannonball Day. <laughs> Cannonball Day. <laughs> oh, broke his sword. This is funny. The story oh, of his right life. Face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mikey, ninja mode. Ninja mode. That looks like a bug. Okay. Uh, there's a chance he can still see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was Mikey going to the shell. Nice. <laughs> Why are you hitting yourself? Oh god. <laughs> now the animations, I know it's like a different style of animation, but the action scenes look great. Yeah. I love that line that Raphael just said. He's like, why don't you pick on somebody my size? <laughs> So this is something that I think is going to make a lot of people mad. They just immediately sure. like get their weapons taken away from them, you know? And really, they, they don't come back? or What's that? Like they don't use them again after this? Uh, you'll, have, you'll, you'll see. We'll see what okay. happens. Interesting. So they want this little, like, alien-looking cat. Yeah. I have the agent and the vial. That has a vial. Yeah. Grey Skull! Sweet shortcut! Wait! This is not a shortcut! <laughs> <laughs> Some random guy just rides by. The dog thingy! Hey! April! April! I think she's okay because there's no, like, April bits on the ground. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> So, Michelangelo here actually looks so different uh, in terms of, like, a shell. Like, he's got all these weird designs on him. It's because Michelangelo is a graffiti artist, so he painted his shell up. Oh, okay. I don't know how he painted the back of his shell, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, where are they right now? Did they go in that portal? They're back home now. Oh, they're back home. Okay. Yeah. And they recognize the symbol that was on the brick wall from a medal that Splinter has. Okay. Okay. 
What is he watching? <laughs> Just infomercials. <laughs> and I thought purple was the funny one. I told you guys I was the funniest. What if I hooked it up so that you could watch in bed, huh? Wouldn't that be even lazier? No. My butt is asleep. Just how I like it. Now, leave me be. You're about to break out the scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of a lot of people are really divided on Splinter because he's just kind of this lazy dude. But like Splinter's old. Splinter's old. He's just watching TV, you know. And I think that's probably going to be a. Um, now he's asleep. Uh, I think it's probably going to be like a farce as far as uh, he's going to, you know, act like he's useless. Yeah. For a while, and then eventually, when they when they really need him, that's he's going to get motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they. I think he's going to be one of those characters. In the other episodes, they've shown him like just do, like the turtles are trying to be like all show offy about something, and he just like grabs one of them and flips them. So it's like he's a master. He's a master. Yeah, he's just he's tired. He's old. So right now they're trying to open a portal to whatever world April went into. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Watch this giraffe give him the finger. The crew take a poke at it. I say give him a shot. I mean, he can't do any worse. Respectfully. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You beautiful fools! It worked. All I had to do was believe in myself. Okay. Uh, what do we do now? Now, is it just me or do Leo and Donnie sound very similar? They they do sound those two actors do sound very similar because yeah, like they have that's a little confusing. It it can be um uh especially the thing of it is, is like Leonardo is just a bit louder than Donatello because Donatello is just like a super deadpan. Okay. Yeah. And this is Cat Graham. This actress here, she's the voice of April. As she said. So. Now, was she in anything else before this? I'm sure she has been. I've never seen her act at all. <laughs> I feel so bad. Yeah. So they go through this portal, and it's like this underworld or underground world. Yeah. And April's in there. And just to save time, like, uh, they think they're in another dimension. They're going to find out later that they're actually just deep below New York City. Yeah, just like that. They're actually oh, wow. <laughs> on Earth still. Yeah, they're deep below New York. Yeah. Also, it's like a giant mystical technodrome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love to do my lab in this style. And the delivery guy, too. We got to help him get out. Someone's coming. And so here we go. Here's the series villain, that Baron Draxum right there. So is he gonna be like the main villain? Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I assure you, I have no interest in your petty cakes of crap. But we will hear more about those pig butts. I love those two. Those look like uh, pain and pestilence from Hercules. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. 
about to be part of an experiment. So you find out that the vial that uh, the cat had on him was mutagen. Hmm. Or whatever this series version of mutagen is. So. Now, where did Baron Draken come from? Is he an alien, or...? They, they don't tell you in this one. Interesting. Yeah, but he's there, and he's doing something. And... It's actually kind of seemingly for a noble cause. Now, let me ask you something. Do you know who the writer is of the series? No, not no, not. That, that's something I'd like to look into because this, you know, pun unintended here, but it is radically different. And yeah. these villains, I mean, I'd love to know their their thought process. Yeah, and why they decided to go in this direction. It'd be interesting. Well, the thing of it was, was they decided they decided very early on in the creative process. They said this at Comic Con. They decided very early on that they wanted to use as few classic villains as they could because they wanted to uh, they wanted to just create new villains and put their spin on stuff so which is ambitious and I kind of you know it's it's uncomfortable but exciting at the same time yeah because I mean what are you gonna get you know you don't oh exactly yeah Except for Donnie, we're out of weapons. Note to you, next time make your weapons out of high-grade titanium. Guys! Who needs <laughs> weapons? We're ninjas. Leo's got his mad skills. Nobody flips better than Mikey. Donnie's got that big old brain. And I got, uh... A friend who knows where there's a room full of weapons. Oh, thank goodness. Is that a golf club she's got? She's got something that it looks like a, just a big mallet, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who said Dante? It's yeah. like magic and science had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> How, about we, How about we take the glowy ones? <laughs> what about you, Donnie? Don't you want a glowy weapon? No, I'm good. I'll never let you go. That's <laughs> interesting, though. Oh, yeah. Let's go save that dog thingy. <laughs> Let's go save that dog thingy. That's really cool. Coming up pretty soon, there's a reference to World of Warcraft. And oh, cool. Do you know the whole Leroy Jenkins thing? Yes, I do. I, Leroy! Just wait. <laughs> I love when the guy goes, at least I'm not chicken. What? All right, you incredibly, unusually buff bookworm. Give us the little guy, and you'll walk out of here with your horn still attached. Shouldn't we also stop him from creating crab men? Good note. Okay, give us the little guy. Stop creating crap. So, like, that scene, like, it kind of shows that, yeah, Raphael's the leader, but he's not, like, the best leader. <laughs> yeah. Leo's, like, whispering in his ear, hey, say this instead. Stop creating imitation crap, men, and you'll walk out of here. Beautiful. Raph, why don't you take it from the top again? Here goes. First, you apologize to the dog thingy. Let's do this. Oh, my God, she just ran in. <laughs> Oh wow, that is that's that's interesting. They 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 did yeah. That. Here we go. Cause that's pretty. Uh... It's kind of a deep cut. I mean, little. little... I was gonna say it's kind of subtle. Little kids aren't gonna know that. Yeah. No. Here we go. So. Well, the animations look. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I really like the color schemes here, and they really pop. I don't mind the character designs. No, I like them. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's I think okay, every yeah. episode, every series should have its own visual style. That's uh -huh. great. Yeah. 
and, and it definitely has that. And you got to give them a lot of respect and credit for trying something. I mean, it's it, it takes guts. To it's do a that, it's a risk. To do what they're doing. Yeah. Wow, looks cool. Really love the music, dude. <laughs> that <Yeah>. music. <laughs> And it's so cool to see them screwing up, too, because they, this is the first time they've ever fought anybody. You know, and they're still oh, kind of, okay. like, going for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, they I mean, it kind of looks like they're not afraid. They're just, they're going for it, man. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Really liking the sound yeah. effects, too. I don't know if you noticed that, but he used his bow staff as a selfie stick, and he took a selfie when he said "nailed it." <laughs> like Raph's tongue yeah. sticking out. <laughs> April's still fighting in the background with those two bat things. <laughs> Donatello's on his phone. I don't know why he's got a phone, but he does. Oh, that's funny. Michelangelo. Oh, he's posting a selfie yeah. on Facebook. Michelangelo's taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, time to put our training to use. What training? You guys have been training? <laughs> was that April, April in the background falling? Bats, yeah. Oh, she was fighting them. Oh, okay. It's just like she was falling yeah, in the exactly, background. Yeah. I like the camera shaking as they fight. Yeah. That's cool. Pulling an Aussie, she's biting yeah. the head off. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. They got like the pink balls. So, all their <laughs> weapons have like these secondary magic powers that they don't know how to use. So, they're finding out as they're using them. <laughs> Magic weapon, magic weapon. Mine works too. Oh, so it teleports yeah, them? it makes portals. That's why I like fighting the old-fashioned way with impossibly futuristic high-tech weaponry. Just like I planned it. I'm sorry I'm being so quiet on this, but I'm just kind of trying to soak know, it in. It's, it's a lot to take in. It's very... Edit. It really it's is frenetic, yeah. I mean, yes. Which is, you know, that's that's their style, you know. 
Uh huh. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> like it. Well, it's just like you know, it's not. A lot of people say frenetic, like it's a bad thing, but there's just so much happening that you kind of you're afraid. I'm afraid of what I'm gonna miss, and I've seen this like a dozen times already. Right. Yeah. Kind of over overwhelmed. Like there's a lot of going yeah. on here. <laughs> but the good news is I'm not hating it. <laughs> It's it's actually well, we'll get to it. <laughs> so so does that thing have a name? Yeah, they're gonna name them soon, yeah. Ah. Ice cream kitty. Ice cream kitty. No. Sorry. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Splinters do hit you. Mayhem, that's a cute name. Mayhem, nice. defeated a boss villain. With heroes, we deserve a name like Mad Dog. <laughs> Mad Dog? <laughs> something like Ninja Mutant Turtle Teens, or I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll keep brainstorming. And so, all of that is mosquitoes that are filled with mutagen. So, yeah, Donatello just said, oh, that can't be good. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's where all the new mutants are going to come from. Oh, man. So, it's over. So that's it. Wow. Holy cow. Uh, I'll say this. Like, I loved the animations. I loved um, uh, the music, the art style, and the humor is really funny. It was genuinely funny. You know, sometimes... Especially, you know, as a 30-some-year-old adult going back and you watch some of these. The humor's there, and it's like, huh, I get the joke or something. But this one actually yeah. literally made me laugh out loud a few times. Yeah. Um, uh, it, like I said, it's a little uncomfortable because it's so different. But I don't dislike it. I, I, It's so different, but I think I welcome that change, and it's refreshing in some ways. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite character right now is Raph. I think he's the funniest one because <laughs> uh, he, he kind of seems like a big dope. But yeah. he, he's like a lovable dope. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one thing that the the actor had said is like at the end of the day, Raphael is just a big meathead. You know, it's just he's not like the most articulate person. So <laughs> sure, I I very rarely like Raph the best. So yeah. this is this is cool. This is different for me, and it, it makes me excited. So I will say this: I'm intrigued. I don't dislike it at all. I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. And I like that they have added a lot of magic to to the show. It's it's different, mm -hmm. and um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad because it's different. It's just different and it's refreshing. So, real quick, what is your take? I know Leonardo's your guy. What was your take on Leonardo? Um, it's hard to separate him from Donatello right now. Mm -hmm. the, uh, one because they sound they sound similar. Uh, two, they're kind of this, uh, like a similar size. I uh, the jury's still out. I don't know how I feel about him. Right. You know, I really don't know yet. And Michelangelo kind of seemed like a background character this time, too. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know how I feel about him either. Donatello seemed really funny. I liked him. I liked that he stuck with the old weapon, old slash new weapon. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the jury's out. I think the standout character was definitely Raph for me. And I guess it should be if he's going to be the leader. Yeah. Um, so, and so, Splinter, jury's out on him. I don't really know yet. Yeah. So, well, you saw him for a minute. 
you know? Right, exactly. And, like, that that leads to, like, my final question. is like, based on this one episode, does that make you interested to see the, the next season? Absolutely, yeah. yes. And I think it's done its job because me, I love the Turtles. There are so many different arca- uh, incarnations of the Turtles. This is just going to be another chapter in their history, and it's mm. exciting because this one's not just a, a rehash of – well, I shouldn't say that. No, no – disrespect to the other series but a lot of times you know usually within the first 10 episodes shredder's going to make an appearance yeah. this is going a different direction mm-hmm. and that to me is an intriguing intriguing and exciting yeah and i get the backlash because it's so different but give it a chance guys give yeah. it some time it might not be for you but you got to give them some credit for at least trying something different yeah this is pretty much what it means to reboot a franchise it's like oh yeah it is just it is the as of as of one episode that I've seen, it is kind of the bare bones. This is Ninja Turtles, mutated mm-hmm. turtles, fighting crime. So yeah. now let's add to that and make it our own. And, that, and that's exactly what they did by saying up front, like they said at Comic Con, Shredder's not going to be in this series for now because they didn't want to just do the mainstays of Krang, Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady. They wanted to do their own villains, build their own foundation. Yeah, yeah. they wanted to make their show, and that is so risky. Because for a beloved franchise, yeah, yeah. Because you know, again, you're going to get a lot of thirty to forty year olds being like, "It's not what I want to watch. It's not what I'm familiar with." It's like, it's you can enjoy it, but it's not for you. This series, it's it's for this generation. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you something. As a dad, you know, have your kids seen this? Oh, dude, my kids watch this, and and they, what do they think? They all, all five of them, they all loved it. Well, see that that's what it's all about. Yeah, you know. That's that's it, it. That's enough. That's what it's supposed to do. That it means it's done its job. Yes, yes, and that that's the thing. We got to look through the lens of a kid here, mm-hmm. and and uh, as a kid, I probably would have been all over this. Yeah. Um, and as an adult, I think it's funny enough to yeah. where I'm still entertained, and it's different enough to where I want to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I'm, I'm an adult, and I'm all over it. It's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sold. It's done its man. job. <laughs> and I've and seeing like the villains that they got next, like you know everybody knows Meat Sweats. He's a big pig who's a butcher, <laughs> but they've got Meat this sweats. one villain who's so, he's based on the Chuck E. Cheese animatronic thing. Really? And he's That's cool. so creepy. Like half, oh. like half of his fur is gone, and you see the the mechanical parts underneath. Oh, that's funny. That's cool. Oh god, <laughs> and, he can, and he can bring other machines to life. Now is he gonna be a toy? I, from what I know, everything is. Yeah, everything oh. I've seen so far is going to be a toy. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I'm going to have to get the, some of the toys uh, for for Grayson, of course. I'm at least buying the turtles for me. I'm not going to hide it. Say <laughs> that's for my kid. No, this is for me. I'm buying a shelf. It's up there. You there know, you go. That's there what I'm go. doing. Yep. And the important thing is, guys. The important thing that we cannot stress enough is this shouldn't take away. Uh, this doesn't take away anything the turtles have done in the past Mm -hmm. there are still the comics if you want something serious there's still the idw series there's still the 2003 series go back and watch that i mean it's still there it's not like this erases the past yeah this is just a different chapter there's no representative from nickelodeon coming to your house and burning your dvds you know just (laughs) this is just the new series the the old series is still the old series is all over the place. It's on YouTube. There's DVDs and Blu-rays being sold. You know, yeah. it's it's. We're awful. not saying you have to like it. We're, we're just saying that uh, if you don't like it, still there's plenty of comfort in yeah. all the other great stuff that's out there. 
And if you don't like it, please stop trying to ruin it for other people. You know, <laughs> stop <laughs> trying to ruin it for other people. Because just because you don't like it doesn't mean that everybody can't like it. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah, it's like anything. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, Hoser, I really, really enjoyed that. Looking forward to the next one. And um, uh, now we can make our um, uh, comeback to the 2003 era. So we can do that. <laughs> yeah, Grayson's cool with it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we got like issue thirteen of uh, volume four to do. Volume four, awesome. Yeah. So we'll do that. Maybe you watch one of the two thousand three episodes. Want to talk uh, about a one eighty between the cartoon we just watched and the book we're gonna read next week next time? See, just... Isn't that cool though? Isn't that cool? So we got like the image, you know, the the violence from the image comic book, or the action from the image. We've got this quirky show right here that's, yeah. that's really really funny and lighthearted, but has plenty of action too. Then we've got the serious adult turtles, yeah. in the volume four. So it's it's nice to kind of change it up like this because you're getting a little bit of everything. And uh, it always makes it kind of fresh and exciting to record an episode. Mm-hmm. So, Hoser, to close out another Totally Tubular episode of Turtle Flakes, what type of pizza are we going to have today? Man, you know what? I'm, uh, I've been trying to... Nicole's been on a real vegetable kick lately. So, like, everything's got to be, like, super heavy in vegetables. So, like, I'm going to say trying to be a little health conscious and also scientifically accurate because people have done studies to figure out what is the best pizza. <laughs> the overall... Scientifically speaking, the best tasting pizza is a cheese, sausage, and green pepper pizza. So that's what I would go for. All right. All right, dudes and dudettes, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for for all all the support over the years. We do apologize for the little gap in recording, but we're back, and uh, I'm sure we'll screw up again in the future. That's just what we do. But we thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. And here's to hoping you enjoy your your friends, your family, and a mega slice of cheese, sausage, and green pepper pizza. Did I get it right? You got it right. All right. Well, well, Calabunga, dudes. Calabunga, everyone. Hey, great to say Calabunga. So, yeah, yeah, that was a fun experience. But I'm, I'm actually thinking about getting... Um, investing in a hard drive just for my PS4 because I'm running out of room, man. I've, I've got so many good games on there. Dude, games are, games nowadays are... I, I was talking to Nicole yesterday. I was like, you know, when we get taxes, I think I'm just going to buy a Sega Genesis. <laughs> there you go. She's like, really? Yeah, because I've got a bag of Sega games under my uh, desk at, uh, downstairs. I've got this big plastic bag full of old Sega games. Really? And, Where'd you get those? Uh, my uh, Nicole's mom, my mother-in-law. Wow, she like, kept I don't them. Play these. Do you want? She's got, dude. She has got. She basically never got rid of any games. What? Or uh, Nicole or her two brothers, because I mean, they're all big gamers. Wow. And she's got a bunch of old Nintendo games. She's got a bunch of old Sega, Super Nintendo, PlayStation One, PS2 games, just in her spare room in her house, her spare bedroom. It's just. Full of video games. No kidding! Wow. It looks like anybody, it looks like any basement you ever saw in that Nintendo Quest movie. <laughs> oh, she's got a treasure trove. She probably didn't even realize. She does. Yeah, and she and she's just like, hey, if you want a game, just come over and get it. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll tell you what, you just go over there and you get them for me, and just out of my way, please. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll let her know. You know just, Rob, any complaints you have, here's Rob's number. I mean, that's what I do now. You know, it's like yeah. somebody like really shady wants to talk to me, but like, no, here's my number, dude, Rob. <laughs> yeah, call me anytime, no matter yeah. what. And but like I've like the games I got downstairs, like I've got the street. The, I was so mad. I got Streets of Rage two oh. inbox. What? Yeah, inbox with the manual and. It fell on the—I don't know how—but it was on my dresser in my room, and it fell on my—it fell on my floor. Oh well, no! Outside. And I mean, the box was fine. There's no damage to it, but this is where the damage came. Nicole—it's not mine. Nicole has this cat named Mr. Kitty, <laughs> and Mr. Kitty and I—he is the most arrogant douche nozzle I've cat <laughs> met in my life. He and I do not see eye to eye. I do not like him. He does not like me. And he peed all over the game, all over the pops. He's like, I'll show you. I don't know how he did it, but he got it like in between the plastic, so like the paper underneath. Was oh ripped. no! Luckily, I was playing the game earlier that day, so the game wasn't damaged. wasn't uh, damaged. But like, he opened it up and done the <laughs> manual and everything. He did the end. He Nicole's did that on like, purpose. Nicole's like, "Oh, it's an accident." I was like, "This was deliberately done." <laughs> I'll show you Streets of Rage. He opened the box. It's not like this was like 1992 plastic, not like yeah. cheap plastic that games are made with nowadays, where like it falls on the floor and it just shatters. Like yeah. now it fell on the floor and like you had to like actually pry this stuff open. <laughs> and he. Man. Oh, Mr. Kitty, I love it. <laughs> Mr. Kitty. <laughs> Old Hob. <laughs> I'm gonna get t-shirts made. Turtle Flakes. Mr. Kitty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would, uh, you know, kind of break the old family friendly. <laughs> that would sell. <laughs> Sadly, people would probably buy it. Oh, yeah, man. It's just a picture of your cat, like, lifting his leg. Yeah. Oh, you're all right, Josh. Oh, um, uh, So me and Mr. Kitty, but, but, like, anyway, back to I didn't even know you had another cat. I thought it was just Ninja. We've got four cats. Oh, wow. And originally it was just Mr. Kitty. And we actually rescued this cat. We have this black and white cat named Crash. And Nicole was driving home from work one day. And it was in the middle of a blizzard. And she and I were uh, driving home. Uh, we were in different cars. But she was in the car ahead of me. And she took this one turn that I don't like that road. So I went to the next turn, basically. <laughs> and she... Um, heard a thud on the on, on the outside of the car and she gets she stops and gets out of the car and it was this cat and like she hit this cat that somebody had abandoned and it was Aww. barely like three weeks old and it's like negative 50 degrees oh my goodness 20 inches of snow outside and nicole picks it up and says okay if this, if this cat meows i'll take him home and this cat looks at her and goes meow <laughs> so she's like so she brings her home and like the cat like lost his name's Crash we named him Crash because Nicole ran him over with his car oh. and um, like the cat Crash lost his ears and because of frostbite and everything oh. he lived he, that's a miracle he lived and like he was that was my cat like this cat immediately saw me and jumped in my arms and like stayed there for like a day and then Danica decided that's her cat and she <laughs> went to took him from me and I had a buddy man yeah and, and 
like Danica was like, that's my cat, and like would pick him up and like go upstairs. Like, just, <laughs> I took him like whenever you saw a cartoon of a little kid who was embarrassed, going like, <laughs> like <laughs> with Danica with this cat. Now this cat's just like a numbskull. And, <laughs> saw Danica's fault. Yeah, and then so a couple of years, uh, four years later, like last year now, Nicole's like, you know, the rescue shelter in Grand Forks, which is a town uh, hour and a half away. The rescue shelters uh, has a good deal on cats because they sell animals. It's like they have a good because there's a bunch of there were a bunch of the thing about rescue shelters, at least up here, I don't know about everywhere else, is like if they can't find an owner for them within a year, they have to euthanize them, and which sucks, right? So Nicole's like, we should go there and get a cat, you know, because of and and we were gonna get a dog too, and. I had told Nicole, I really don't think we need another animal because we've got two cats and two dogs. We got Jem and Willow, our dogs. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sorry, but I don't think we need another animal. She says, okay, no problem. I was just thinking about it. And then before I know it, everybody's, I'm wondering why everyone's getting shoes on. She's like, we're going to the animal shelter. It's like, all right, well, fuck me then. Okay. <laughs> so we go to the animal shelter. Got outvoted. <laughs> yeah, I got outvoted. And... <laughs> We pick up these two cats. We pick up Ninja, who's my cat, and of course my cat, dude. He takes the smelliest dumps. <laughs> that's when you go. Yep, that's mine. That's my that's cat. My, of course, that one's mine. And and we got this one cat named Tiny, and Tiny is like full grown, and he's like three pounds. <laughs> he's, like, he's like literally like an action figure size. <laughs> and it was just he's just a runt, but he's got Moxie, and got moxie. so um. We got four cats now. So you got four cats, two dogs, five and kids. And a partridge in a... Pear tree, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a full house, man. That's and awesome. I'm not happy. I don't like cats. I don't like cats. I don't want cats. And we've got See, this one... Were... Okay, okay. I thought you were more of a cat guy than a dog guy. I seem like I would be, right? Yeah, you know. Because Nicole tells me I act like a cat. But, like, we've got this one dog. This is hilarious. Nicole will never own up to this. And she says I'm lying. But I swear to God, this is the truth. (laughs) We've got this one dog. This is her dog, too. It's not mine. I don't care. Of course, of course. (laughs) We have this dog named Jen, who is... she, She is... She's dumb. Like, not even, like, lovable dumb, like Forrest Gump. Like, she's just stupid. <laughs> you dumb, girl! You know? <laughs> she's a husky, and I remember I was at work, and Nicole had the day off, and she went to go get dog food. We needed dog food. Okay, so she goes to uh, Petco, and they had animals at this one. And she sent me a picture and of, of the dog that would be Jem. And it's this little, she's a husky, she's this little, cute little husky, she's got one brown eye and one gray eye, one brown eye and one white eye, so she's too stupid to have the same color eyes, <laughs> and I had, I had commented on it, she had sent me a picture, and I said, yeah, that, that's a cute dog, and she sent me another picture of this uh, pit bull, and she's like, which one do you like better? If you ever got that, if we ever got that dog, I'd name him either Carl or Dylan. You know? <laughs> Dylan, you son yeah. of a You son of a And she's like, can I get one of them? And I said, you know, honey, we've got two cats. We've got a dog. And they're all expensive. It's like, I don't, I don't really think we need a cat. 
or I don't think we need another dog. And she says, okay. I was just, I was kind of just playing around, but you know, all right, good to know where you're at. <laughs> so, surprise, surprise, <laughs> six hours later, I come home. <laughs> there's this new husky jumping at my lap. <laughs> and I said, honey, I couldn't even, I could, I couldn't even fathom a question because just... <laughs> Because I knew what it was, I knew where it came from, I knew who got it, I knew how much it cost. You knew how much it was gonna cost. <laughs> and then I saw, and, and she brought Pizza Hut home, so I couldn't get mad. She did that purpose. Oh, she planned that, yeah. I bought pizza, yay! That's the song, she's softening the blow. Alright, fine. <laughs> and we uh, usually, since there's, there's five of us, we have to get like three pizzas, sometimes four. Yeah. And she got four pizzas, and she told everyone, this pizza's dad's. Nobody eats this one. She got oh, me. Oh, she knew exactly pizza. what she was doing. Uh, yep. And she gave me my favorite pizza. <laughs> a pizza that I know she doesn't like, because she doesn't like sausage. Uh-huh. Well played, Nicole. Well played. I gotta give her that. Well, we got a dog. <laughs> now I like this dog. And this dog was the biggest mistake. Oh. Like, it, it digs holes... And, like, it dug a hole so deep in our front yard that it, she dug to the foundation of our house. Like, the metal foundation <laughs> underneath the concrete. Wow, that is deep. She's, like, she's trying to find China or something. And she dug so many holes. Like, I almost killed our riding lawnmower because there was this hole that was covered by grass. Like, it just, I don't know. <laughs> she dug to the well in, in our yard. Oh, my gosh. She dug... To the well. I don't even know how deep they are, but I imagine they're pretty deep. Now, which which one's that one? Jem. 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 Okay. Yeah, she's a husky. <laughs> and the thing that sucks is Jem loves me. Oh. It's like she's too. That's how stupid she is. She doesn't know that. I'm like, and she's just like just <laughs> looking at me. Like, like I'll be bad. sitting. She's got like her head rested on my knee, and she's looking up at me with her tongue sticking out. Just, oh. Dumb moron. Oh, Josh, you gotta love her, man. She She's like, you. oh gosh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't like her. The only animal we have, like, really love, other than ninja, is my dog Willow. She's half Saint Bernard and half Boxer. Wow, that's probably a big and dog. She is such a chill dog. Like, she's her whole day is just like, I'm gonna sleep over here, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go outside and go to the bathroom. And then I'm gonna sleep over here. I get that. She just <laughs> she wants to relax. She is a, a house dog. Yeah. And she'll just sit there and she'll just I'll be sitting down on the couch and she'll put her head on my knee and she'll just kinda just kinda sit there. Oh. And just kinda just like hmm. And she's content and I'll just like, scratch her head. She really goes crazy over that and she likes that. Like we get each other. Yeah. I don't know, the other animals can't learn from that example, but <laughs> Now is she the first dog? couple of jokes because I know that it really rubs you the wrong it's just, no, no, that guy <laughs> that guy yeah like the Raphael what are you talking about what are you talking about yeah, come on Mikey <laughs> Raphael is straight up bully in that show by the way he is oh, just no. a bully no yes, he you're is. the bully I am that's how I know <laughs> that's how you know yeah alright well, well hey well, since it's fresh man why, why don't we just jump into it alright so Ooh. I've been recording for 31 minutes and I've got plenty of fodder for a blooper reel already <laughs> so the, okay, so 
some context here. This okay. episode is 22 minutes and 17 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of like commercial breaks and air quotes where the cast says, "Hey, thanks for watching." Blah blah blah. This show will be premiering on September. Uh, so it should be noted that this will be the, for right now, from what I understand, this will be the only episode, single episode that will be 22 minutes long. Every episode after this will be two episodes of 11 minutes long per half hour block. Okay. Because they released the first full episode on YouTube, Nickelodeon did. Mm-hmm. And on Nickelodeon's website, if you subscribe to them, you've got episodes two through five that you can watch along with this one. Okay. And then they're going to uh, re-air in September? And they're going to start, I think it's September Premier, 17th. Yeah. Okay. September 17th, and the real big date release date is October 1st for the Playmates toys, which is what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> October 1st, you <laughs> so, said? What's that? October 1st, you said? October 1st. That's that's the rumored date. Playmates is said early October, so oh, everyone's money is on October 1st. Um, so... Let's see. So uh, I'm going to go through the voice cast very, very quickly. Wait, 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 wait. Do you want me to like introduce the show first or anything? Oh, we haven't done that, have we? No. <laughs> I was wondering why you're telling me all this valuable information. I'm talking like, about dead dogs and rides. Yeah, here we go. You just thought that this was the show. Turtle we're gonna, We were going to start I'm, off I'm, with, uh, what was the, the, we were going to start off with the cat who peed on your game. <laughs> I know, Ruined Streets of Rage. Mr. Kitten man. or whatever? Mr. Kitty, yeah. Mr. Hashtag Kitty. Hashtag Mr. Kitty. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'll take us in and, um, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of uh, hit the ground running Making here. It. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do best. Nicole! Hey, y'all. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to get going today. Oh, you're leaving already? Yeah, because it's going to get 90 and it's humid as heck outside, so... Oh, okay. Right, give me one, one second, though. Oh, no problem, buddy. I'll run to the bathroom real quick. Here you go. See ya. Because otherwise, I can already tell. I'm going to do it Can I need your Robbie? I'm talking to Robbie. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Robbie. Hi, missed it. Uh, Isaac and Grayson came in here and Isaac says, are you talking to Robbie? <laughs> oh, Robbie. He goes, hi, Robbie. Oh, <laughs> I feel bad. I didn't hear him. Yeah. 
Oh, well, tell him I said Robbie says hi. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie. Yes. Robbie I, don't know, I don't know where that came from. He just started doing that this morning. Like, Aww. Because they, they know you're they, – they know Rob. Aw, I'm like part of the family. He's like, oh, you talking to Robbie? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that weird uncle they never see. Yeah. <laughs> the weird man in the box. <laughs>